Hi, everyone. This is Anthony with the Pop Health Show. And again, this show is for anyone in the world that has a passion around making people healthy, even if it's one, more than one person or even just one person, or if that one person is yourself. Um, really enthused to have Dr. Anchor Kara on the show. Uh, Dr. Kara is a interventional cardiologist from Cleveland Clinic. And uh, he's also the CEO of a nonprofit called Make a Dent. And he's going to share a, a lot more about what he's doing there and what he's done in his career. But all in all, very excited to have Dr. Carl on the show. Uh, Dr. Carl, welcome. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me. Um, this is a great opportunity for uh, me to uh, discuss uh, more about uh, my nonprofit uh, that uh, came up and about uh, this past year in 2018. Uh, so thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, really excited to hear, and I'm sure our listeners are excited to hear about what you're doing. And, you know, uh, typically how we start off with is, you know, um, how did you start off? How did you get into this field? Tell us your origin story. Love, love to hear about you. Uh, sure. Uh, so I was uh, born and raised in uh, India, uh, in the capital city, New Delhi. Um, I did my medical school in India. I also did a residency in India in um, uh, general internal medicine. And then I wanted to do cardiology and uh, my mentors um, at the time, you know, in India, um, I did residency at the All India Institute, which is, uh, you know, the apex uh, academic teaching institute in the country. And, you know, my mentors uh, actually suggested that I should uh, look um to West for advanced training in cardiovascular medicine, particularly in light of all the advancements which were occurring uh, at the time in the U.S. Um, so, um, you know, I um, had already given uh, the U.S. medical licensing examinations and, um, you know, wanted to um, seek opportunities in cardiovascular medicine. And then I learned that... Uh, postgraduate training uh, outside the U.S. is not recognized uh, by U.S. Uh, hospitals um, and, and training programs. So um, if I had to pursue a career as a cardiologist, I would have to repeat my medicine residency mm -hmm. training. And that is what uh, ended up happening. So I uh, came to the U.S. I did medicine residency again for three years. Um, applied for cardiology, uh, trained uh, up in Minneapolis uh, for cardiology, and then uh, went to Boston for interventional cardiology training. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was again at a juncture where, you know, the, the field of interventional cardiology was advancing into um, the structural heart disease space. And, uh, you know, my mentors at uh, Harvard, um, you know, sat down and, and said that if that's what you really are passionate about and want to do, um, it may be worthwhile spending an extra year uh, training in structural heart disease intervention. So I moved to Houston at Methodist DeBakey Heart and Vascular Center uh, to finish my training uh, in structural heart disease interventions. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, came to Cleveland uh, looking for job opportunities um, here in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So that's been my journey, uh, you know, into becoming an interventional cardiologist 
Um, nice. Now that's that's great to hear. I mean, I, for our listeners out there, um, and, and this is an interesting field, you know, for me. My my father passed away from from a heart attack, as you may know, and and you know, uh, when it comes to intervention in cardiology, it's a pretty interesting space, right? And um, I'd love to hear a little bit of, well, maybe you can inform us on what interventional uh, cardiology is. What, what has you passionate also in in this field? And then, yeah, we'd love to hear more about, you know, how, where you've been is, is, you know, that piece of your story is, is making an impact and, and has inspired you to form this nonprofit of uh, Make a Dent. Sure. So I'll, I'll answer this uh, question, uh, you know, in two parts, because I think it's a two part question. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, part one, um, talking about the field, uh, you know, the field has expanded vastly since the introduction of stents, you know, which is. Uh, a stent is a is a meshwork of metal, uh, mm-hmm. which one deploys uh, in a blood vessel that runs on the surface of the heart to open up blockages. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, the field of angioplasty and stenting is now almost forty years old, and the field has really advanced in the last forty years. Um, you know, interventions not only include interventions uh, in the blood vessels that run on the surface of the heart; they also include interventions. Uh, in blood vessels elsewhere uh, in the body, which would be, uh, you know, vessels in the legs, um, vessels in the neck, um, and, you know, vessels um, in the upper limbs uh, or arms, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the structural heart disease space has expanded, uh, and now a lot of the uh, interventions which um, were considered uh, you know a science fiction um, about a decade ago uh, or maybe 15 years ago uh, are now reality so a lot of um, the interventions that uh, fall under the rubric of structural heart disease interventions include you know interventions um, uh, in heart valves which traditionally have been dealt with surgically so that would require an open heart repair uh, but now a lot of these valve repairs or valve replacements are being performed um, with wires and catheters in a very minimally invasive fashion. And I think that's what has everyone excited about the field. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. progressed significantly. Um, a lot of the patients which weren't being, um, you know, operated upon or taken care of um, from a valve disease standpoint are now getting these interventions and are living longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, very exciting times to be an interventional cardiologist. Um, to answer your second question, uh, you know, which um, certainly is uh, is a subject which is very close to my heart, um, is uh, the nonprofit that I came up um, with in 2018. So this past year, um, it's called Make a Dent. Um, you know, it's... Uh, um, mm-hmm. which um, derives its inspiration from literally making a dent in the healthcare space mm-hmm. and uh, you know it would uh, involve um, I-, I think healthcare and health uh, and wellness and well-being um, on a broad spectrum um, so it would not only be um, you know healthcare innovation uh, but it would also be you know, general well-being, uh, and you know, well-being would include, um, 
you know, um, interventions at a societal level uh, in areas around the world um, where, uh, you know, fellow beings live um, but are less privileged. Um, uh, so, w- which means, you know, access to education for kids who don't have access to education, um, you know, access to uh, certainly safe and better healthcare for individuals who don't have healthcare um, mm-hmm. access. And then, uh, you know, uh, in the industrialized world, uh, so in the West, so US, North America in general, um, you know, the UK, Australia, Western Europe, um, the nonprofit would also um, inspire altruism and uh, innovation and brilliance in uh, developing ideas or applications or processes which actually would decrease resource utilization because I, you know, I think that is uh, becoming an Achilles heel, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the US healthcare where the healthcare spending keeps going up. Um, at the expense of uh, the taxpayer dollar um, and you know the outcomes aren't necessarily any better if you look at other industrialized countries in the world um, so you know it's a it's it's a combination of different interventions um, mm-hmm. and it, the scope is very broad um, right um, you know where we've started, I think we've we've uh, started well, um, or at least I would like to believe that way. Um, in in that, uh, you know, the first um, application that we've developed uh, is uh, a marriage of um, interventional cardiology, uh, structural heart disease, and you know the healthcare innovation space, and you know coming up with a product which. Um, actually would decrease resource utilization in the in the US mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna talk a bit more about the uh, application but you know really the source uh, my source uh, of inspiration for make a dent um, is um, you know the inspiration is love mm-hmm. and, um, you know I, I think um, you think of love in in broad terms. I mean, uh, you know, love is caring. Love is deep. Um, love can be spiritual. Uh, love can be helping the poor. Uh, love can be romantic. Um, but I think, uh, you know, for me, rather than love being, uh, you know, a relationship, which of course it is. I mean, we have a relationship mm-hmm. with, with everything uh, we do or every person that we interact with. You know, be it a friend, be it a family member, be it our relationship with jobs that we do, um, our relationship with things. I think, um, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, if you if you were to look at love, you know, at least for me or how I have perceived it and learned more about it, is, um, you know, just the essence of dwelling in love and uh, taking it as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sort of channelizing the energy um, and doing what you can do to make, um, you know, Cleveland, to make the US, to make the world a, a better place to live for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know that's so it's for me it's um, um, it's it carries a very uh, deep meaning uh, and it has a lot of uh, uh, inner growth value for me um, it's mm-hmm. it's it's very spiritual for me and I think it, you know you know I've you you read uh, um, you know self-help books and you and you read motivational literature and you know you come across a sentence that uh, you know, people who are crazy enough um, will, uh, who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world, will actually end up changing the world. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I certainly am not. I'm not there yet. Um, but it, uh, this is uh, a very small step, um, which um, you know may be perceived as being on uh, the cusp of "quote unquote" craziness. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But I think it, if we allow it, or certainly this is how I think, I think if we allow it some time to nurture and um, if we allow it um, time to grow, uh, I think the pieces will all um, fit well um, together uh, to, to create something which I hope and aspire will be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the inspiration. That's the inspiration behind Make a Dent. I love it, Dr. Kara. And, you know, I think what you're mentioning here is pretty important. And it's something that, you know, even as a child, you grow up, it's it's pretty interesting. You, you have your, your heart in your chest. That's this organ always associated the heart symbol. It's, it's this love is associated, you know, historically with like the organ of the heart. But how, how do you look at, um, is there any spiritual connection with the organ of the heart and, the mind, the emotional elements. And I know it's typically something that probably, you know, we abandoned like a thousand years ago, um, the connection from a physical standpoint, but how do you, I'd love, well, first of all, I'd love to hear, uh, I'd love for you to go deeper on the use case of make a dent in in the short term and how, you know, people would use the product, how would doctors and patients use the product in in the short term. But do you have any thoughts or, or, or philosophies to share about the intersection between love as an emotion um, and the organ of the heart? Sure. So I, I think, uh, you know, for me, um, and, you know, the the genesis of Make a Dent, you know, for me, um, you know, came at a juncture in, in my life where I was going through um, extremely tough emotions um, and um, you know I was um, going uh, through a life altering experience it was um, uh, transformative for me uh, and, mm-hmm. you know I wanted to utilize the energy um, into uh, creating something which um would you know a um combine what i do for a living which is being an interventional cardiologist um and b um something which is meaningful and something which um you know i can put all the energy that i was experiencing within Mm -hmm. into creating something which transcends uh, you know, boundaries, transcends religions, transcends cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really the inspiration for this was, um, you know, love. 
Um, right. And so when, when you ask me whether love is an emotion and the heart being an organ and how the two are interconnected, I think they are very deeply interconnected. I think they're very spiritually mm-hmm. interconnected. Um, and, you know, I would like the listeners to pick up uh, the recent copy of the book by Sandeep Johar. He's a cardiologist at uh, at Northwell in, in New York. Hmm. Um, and, you know, he has actually delved um, deeply into the topic of, you know, the heart being an organ and, you know, the heart being an emotional organ and, and love and how um, that the two are uh, interconnected. It's called, uh, you know, the book is called Heart, A History. Um, you know, full, full disclaimer, I uh, do, mm-hmm. not own, do not own any shares <laughs> with the publisher. Uh, I, sure. I, I just think it's a it's a fascinating read um, and, you know, really would help all of us to better understand, um, you know, love as an emotion, but also love uh, as being, um, you know, exp- as being an experience, which is which is very spiritual, um, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it, it it's actually the most spiritual experience one can one can have. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is great. I appreciate it. You know, I, I don't think there's a lot of um, enough content or, or thought leadership, I think, in the space between the intersection of the two. And it does feel, Dr. Kara, that um, I know personally, the more that I focus on, um, you know, being healthier, if I if I slip up, I mean, your, your heart's going to it's like a byproduct of how you think and how your emotions are. And if you're loving yourself and loving what you're eating, um, loving your body, you know, getting good cardiovascular, you know, the byproduct is a healthy heart and, and they, they do feel very connected And there. I don't, I don't think there's been enough research. It, it's interesting how the, the market and professions view the two as separate. Um, but, but it's a blessing, I think, to hear, you know, your philosophies and, and, you know, this being a grounding, um, um, you know, core tenant of, of make a dent. Um, Dr. Kara, I know we only have, um, you know, a little bit more time, but maybe you can dive a little bit deeper in the short term and long term on the, maybe the, the use case or user experience or, um, you know, how an entity or one would engage in make a dent products or the initial product and just maybe hear a little bit more on how it works. Um, and, and yeah, just love, love for you to go a little bit deeper there. Yeah. Sure. So, um, you know, the, the first product um, from Make a Dent uh, is uh, going to be released soon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're waiting for the paper, the, the scientific manuscript to be accepted uh, in a peer-reviewed medical journal, which it has been. Um, and I think as soon as the paper gets published, the, the application will be released simultaneously. What the application does is it, it calculates the risk of hospital readmission following mm-hmm. an interventional procedure called transcatheter aortic valve replacement. So essentially, patients get their aortic valve replaced with wires and catheters. And then, um, you know, usually would get discharged in a couple of days. It's a very less morbid procedure compared with open heart repair or open heart valve replacement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, there has been a lot of emphasis on readmission, um, particularly you know, not only for patients and their convenience, but also for reducing healthcare costs, because I think readmission costs um, a significant amount of money. 
to both the hospitals and a third party payer like Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what the app does um, is it, it calculates and tells you using um, a, a permutation and combination of nine variables uh, that we uh, you know put into the equation. Uh, you know, statistically, it would it would compute a percentage risk of readmission following that procedure, mm. and what it can then uh, help healthcare providers do is it can help healthcare providers in um, deciphering what the best location for discharge for that patient is. Maybe it's not the home. Maybe it's a nursing home. Maybe it's a subacute nursing facility. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a healthcare um, assisted facility. So. Uh, I think that's where um, if you if you know what the readmission risk is going to look like, um, you know, you could uh, then modify the disposition plans for patient discharge. Uh, and, you know, the hope is that that would decrease healthcare resource utilization and also, uh, you know, healthcare spending in terms of taxpayer dollar when it relates to reimbursements from third party payers like Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's an app. I mean, uh, you know, it's um, an application which would be available in three platforms. Uh, it's a web-based application. It's uh, also available on iOS and Android platforms, uh, and it's it's called TAVR three zero. It tells you that it's uh, it's an app which calculates a thirty-day readmission risk score following transcatheter aortic valve replacement, which is also referred to as TAVR. Mm. So Taver 30 is the app. Uh, it's the, that's the first product, um, you know, which uh, Make a Dent would would be launching in in the first quarter of 2019. Nice. Um, the the second initiative, which also actually is being launched in the first quarter of 2019, is um, a research methodology conference uh, in in India. Um, so you know, like I said, we, we want. Um, the 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 make a dent stamp to uh, to affect you know different parts of the world and uh, you know I pick US and India because uh, th- both these countries are now my home you know India is my home and US is, mm-hmm. is the new home um, and um, you know India is is budding with talent um, India also needs a lot of good quality researchers which can um, actually quote-unquote make a dent in the healthcare landscape in India and um, you know I think we have uh, you know through my network of um, mentors and collaborators and and other researchers uh, you know we have the necessary tools that we need to develop this these researchers um, in India so I think the first conference is going to be a brainstorming conference in which we're going to you know teach but also learn uh, more about the research landscape in India and then you know m- my uh, vision with, with the conference in India is to handpick uh, you know researchers which uh, you know are of merit and um, are erudite and have the energy and the vision to put in the work that is r- required to generate local data which would then uh, be of value to the Indian healthcare system um, mm-hmm. not only from a clinical standpoint but also from a basic science standpoint um, because I think you know there is incredible talent but I think it needs 
it needs the right channel and I think it needs the right mentoring and the right platform to be able to conduct the kind of work that needs to be conducted and then present mm-hmm. it, present it you know at an international platform uh, which you know I think we're hoping to do because um, you know the faculty that are traveling to India with us um, are you know world-renowned uh, scientists and clinicians and uh, and interventionalists nice nice no that's that's super exciting and you know dr. Carr I'm re- very excited you know to hear about um, you know the conference and you know what what you're doing here um, you know with your with your nonprofit this is this is very exciting quick question on the Taver product um, so on that app when it launches and we'll have to put a link to the description on this episode um, are you looking to, to, to break that up into different applications later down the road? So I can imagine the same type of concept could be applied to other types of procedures other than TAVR. Um, but, uh, but sounds like a very specific use case that has a tremendous impact if, if your workflow is followed um, to reduce readmits. So um, you, do you think the application could expand to other procedures and do you have those plans as well? That's a great question. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it's um, very specific when it comes to TAVR 30. It only looks um, mm-hmm. at the readmission risk following TAVR. And, you know, mm-hmm. TAVR has grown exponentially. I mean, the reason we picked TAVR, you know, not only is it my area of expertise and, and clinical interest, but also if you look at the, uh, the numbers, I think from 2012, when just about four or 5,000 cases were done nationally in the U.S., it's actually grown to over 50,000 uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in 2015, 2016. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think the number um, is, is, going, is, is only going up because the patient pool uh, for which the procedure is applicable keeps expanding. Mm-hmm. To answer the question on expanding the same concept to other procedures, one of the most commonly performed surgeries um, in all of cardiology and cardiac surgery is actually bypass surgery. So open heart surgery to create bypasses um, uh, around blockages, um, you know, inside the blood vessels that run on the surface of the heart. And we actually have published uh, a paper recently uh, in the last quarter of uh, 2018, which looked at um, the readmission risk following bypass surgery. Now, there are other readmission risk scores which exist as well. Um, and you know this this particular publication uh, it was a collaborative effort um, uh, amongst cardiac surgeons and and interventional cardiologists and, and cardiologists uh, looks at uh, the readmission risk following bypass surgery so we do aspire uh, to come up with another app which which would calculate the readmission risk following open heart surgery um, uh-huh. uh, for you know, nice. coronary um, bypass surgery so um, I think um, that's the second application we, we aspire to work on mm-hmm. after, after we release the first one uh, with Taber. Wow. No, uh, well, Dr. Kalra, this is really exciting. I mean, I, I see the, the application for this, uh, you know, from a demographic standpoint. I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners do as well. You know, what would be great is, you know, after the Taber app, uh, launches and and you know we'd love to hear about also your conference maybe we can have you back on the show and you can kind of you know talk about um, you know both experience and how 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 it was uh, launching 
Um, but uh, this was great. Yeah, Dr. Kara, as, as mentioned, you know, we, um, you know, typically, um, you know, we on these episodes, we go through origin story and kind of what you're working on and what has you passionate these days. Um, last question that I always ask, you know, before, you know, we end the episode is, you know, um, is there anything that you're working on uh, or you believe in the future uh, that has you passionate that, you know, hasn't been proven yet, something in health that hasn't been proven or some people that some things that in health that people think are crazy. Um, I know there's a couple of things that we've talked about that are non-conventional thoughts, the intersection of, of, of love and the heart. And, you know, there's a lot of thoughts around on that, but anything else you'd like to share in that space of, you know, what has you excited for the future um, in certain terms of, you know, thoughts and health. So. Sure. So I, um, again, uh, you know, this um, has a lot of um, inspiration and motivation from my personal experiences this past year, uh, which, you know, I believe has been transformative in Mm -hmm. many ways, um, is, um, you know, the concept of, the concept of love and how it extends to spirituality. Mm Mm-hmm. And its relation with the cardiovascular system, um, because I think that they are truly, truly related. Um, um, I actually have, um, you know, again through through personal experiences, have had the motivation to uh, go in and do literature search and uh, and find out more about um, you know the the scientific uh, association between love spirituality and cardiovascular system or for that matter cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease and mm-hmm. it's surprising how little exists so um, you know as um, you know I, I am a, a human being at the end of the day so I'll have emotions but also as someone who's been trained to, to think um, you know in a systematic pr- uh, protocolized stepwise fashion and come up with algorithms uh, you know, which, you know, physicians are very good at doing, um, you know, so thinking I, I've, I've thought this through, uh, not as, uh, not as a, not as an emotional person, which I am, um, mm-hmm. but then putting on my hat as a physician scientist and as an outcomes researcher, I've thought about this problem and I have really tried to do my best to reverse engineer this problem, um, you know, of how we could relate love and spirituality and connected with the cardiovascular system uh, so uh, again as as crazy um, and as outlandish as it may sound uh, to the listeners now um, you know I, I do think there is uh, there is serious potential for research here like good quality research and I right. um, and I think the the foundation for anything which is outlandish is to go back and read and see what exists. Um, so I am actually uh, working on two uh, two scientific um, manuscripts right now. You know, one which talks about um, you know the power of love and the power of loss and how it relates to. Um, to the heart, which, you know, I think Sandeep's book, uh, again, you know, uh, disclaimer is that I, I don't owe any, uh, own any shares. Um, although Sandeep is a friend, um, 
uh, you know, the Sandeep's book um, delves very beautifully into. Uh, and then the second concept uh, is um, of, of that of spirituality, because I think love and loss bring you closer to spirituality. And, you know, through personal experiences, I feel that loss uh, has a significant impact on the cardiovascular system. And I think mm-hmm. the only way to heal that is, is spirituality. And I think the circle is, is closely linked, uh, but we have, we have just not been able to find out the scientific links that we are so attached to, I think, as a scientific mm-hmm. community. Um, but again, something which is very powerful uh, and needs needs to be um, researched and um, and learned more about. Dr. Kara, this is great. Yeah, now I appreciate you going deep on on the topic. It's it's very inspiring for me, and I, and I think it's going to be very inspiring for for our listeners as well. And I think everyone, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue that everyone's you know wanting to just figure figure this intersection out. Um, overall, and then everyone has their own personal journey. I feel like everyone wants to dive deeper in, in, you know, getting themselves healthy, but understanding how they should be thinking about their their relationship with with uh, their spirituality, love, and, and, and their cardiovascular system and their heart. So it's it's really exciting what you're doing. I really appreciate it, it um, Dr. Carl. It was great having you on the show. And, you know, I, I think for our listeners, it'd be great for, you know, if you're interested in connecting, um, what um, what's the best way to get in contact with you um, for, you know, whether it's an email or through LinkedIn, if our listeners want to connect with you? Sure. So LinkedIn um, is, is great. Um, my email is, um, you know, my last name, Kalra, K-A-L-R-A. MD, uh, period, Ankur, my first name, A-N-K-U-R, at Gmail. So, um, you know, more than happy to connect with uh, with like-minded individuals and with people who um, have an interest um, in what I'm doing and what my philosophy is. And, um, you know, I think the more the merrier. Uh, you know, uh, we, we do need... Um, more like-minded people to to crack this puzzle Uh, Mm -hmm. and um you know i'm i'm more than happy to collaborate and and help and and be helped and you know grow um or may you know help others grow um as part of this journey and process great great well dr kara this was great having you on the show really appreciate it thank you so much and then as you you know launch the product launch um the conference. We'd love to have you back on the show and and recap. So thank you for being on. Uh, It was a pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. And uh, this show is for anyone intended, intending to make anyone healthy in this world, even if it's just yourself or more than one person. But um, thanks so much, everyone. 